Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no substitute. Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Akhtang Millwall, number one Millwall podcast. Um, before we begin today's review of yesterday's one-all draw up there at Preston, I just wanted to begin with my own very short and personal tribute, I suppose, to a true great, a true legend. That's a word that's overused in, in the modern uh, football, modern sport, modern world. But Bobby Charlton passed away yesterday and I just wanted to pay my own tribute, as um, pretentious as that might sound on a, on a Millwall podcast. Um, but he was a truly major figure in the game, a European Cup winner, of course, in the mid-60s with the great Manchester United team of George Best and Dennis Law, uh, Alex Stepney in goal. And then went on to win the World Cup. Actually won the World Cup before he won the European Cup. 1966 World Cup, European Cup 1967. Uh, Bobby Charlton was a giant of the game. Um, one of the few opposing managers, um, along with his brother Jack, strangely, ever to be applauded onto the pitch at Coldblow Lane. I remember in the early 1970s he was managing, not terribly successfully in truth, as Preston's manager. And he came to Coldblow Lane um, with a team that was underperforming. I think they got relegated in this particular season. It would be in the about 73, 74-ish, 75 perhaps. And he was applauded by the, um, by the, by the stadium as he came out with along the side by the seats at Coldblow Lane. Um, he drew a round of applause and people were murmuring their approval of Bobby Charlton. And I'd not seen that previously. I was only... 14, 15-ish or something like that. So no great experience of life at Millwall. Um, and oddly, a couple of days later, Jack Charlton managing Middlesbrough, more successful manager, I think they won promotion that season, um, was also applauded onto the pitch. The only other person I've ever seen or known be applauded by Millwall fans onto the pitch in the opposition uh, was Brian Clough. So that's that's high company to, to keep the listeners. So... I just wanted to begin today's show with um, an acknowledgement and a, a thanks for the life of Bobby Charlton, Sir Bobby Charlton. Um, I know this is a Millwall show, but uh, sometimes some people transcend, um, as we saw back then in the early 70s, they transcend our own parochial um, you know, world that we live in. So anyway, on to today's show, dear listeners. Now, we begin every show, as you know, with our punditgames.co.uk question. This is a World Cup question for you, dear listeners. Um, this is a brilliant, tiny Brazilian dating, uh, who played at the 1994 and 1998 World Cups. He scored against the Dutch in a classic game. that He played for Deportivo La Coruña and uh, was joined by Mazzino and Romario as the trio formed the cradle with their hands, doing that baby-rocking thing. Mazzino, Romario and Mr X. He played in a famous quarter-final um, where Brazil beat the Netherlands 3-2, alongside Romario up front, um, a small Brazilian. Um, I'm going to give you the answer straight away this week because I've got another question, a more obscure question. I'd uh, punditgames.co.uk is a great board game you answer questions on different genres of football um, the World Cup one is the one that we're picking one from I'm going to close out with a I always find it quite hard a football league question to, to close us but I'm going to give you the answer to that so Ramazino 
Romario playing for that 1994 Brazilian side. They would win it, of course, in a shootout in the final in the USA. Who was Mr. X? It was Bebeto. Bebeto. And there you have it. So do check out for more questions like that on that level and some fairly tough ones as well. Um, go to punditgames.co.uk, select the Millwall drop down, and the Lions Food Hub gets a little boomsy boomsy um, every time we sell uh, a, a game. So uh, Christmas is coming, birthdays are coming, just regular board game afternoons are coming. So um, it's a great, great board game, as I say. Now, then, dear listeners, we are speaking today in the aftermath of a not bad, I think I'll probably say is a not bad one-all draw up there at Deepdale yesterday. Just looking at my notes from yesterday, you've got Mill lineup. Um, there's, there's Bart in goal, back line, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Wes Harding in the wing-back positions, Norton Cuffey and Joe Bryan. Uh, midfield, we've got uh, Denor and Alan Campbell. In front of them, Zian Fleming, Tom Bradshaw and Idamo Marku. Pretty much a, a Gary Rowett setup. Not that you could expect much else in the first early tentative days of the world after Gary Rowett. Um, taken yesterday, of course, by Adam Barrett, who is a candidate for the Millwall management. I originally intended to go to yesterday's game when it was an afternoon kickoff. Um, I managed to reschedule the train to the morning when Sky TV selected it for, for TV broadcast. But then what with the storm, um, what's it called, Babette? Not Babetto, storm, storm, whatever it was. Um, one of the trains got cancelled, so I managed to get a refund and watched it on the telly instead. Call me non-real mill, uh, mill war. But well done indeed to the 696 that did travel up to Lancashire yesterday in difficult circumstances. But we're going to take you now over to a conversation I had yesterday evening uh, with our Northern correspondent, long time no speak to John Shipman. So let's go ahead and speak to John now about yesterday's game. Next up on the show is a huge welcome. I haven't spoken to him for a long time. It's our Northern correspondent. It's Mr. John Shipman. How are you, John? Evening, Nick. Evening all. Um, very good, thank you. Good to see you again. Yes, likewise, mate. I mean, you were at Deepdale this afternoon. Um, Preston won, Millwall won. A strange game, John, really, wasn't it? It's a game of two halves, I thought, watching on, on Sky Television. Um not a bad first half after a nightmare start in the first period, but the second half we're a little bit under the cosh, mate. What did, how did you see things up there? Yeah, you say that about the second half. I don't remember us being massively under pressure. I don't think Bart had to pull off any sort of world-class no, saves, anything like that. Um, no. Two teams playing in front of each other was, was what I saw. But um, first half I found pretty entertaining, actually. No great clear-cut chances, but um, a fantastic goal from... From Fleming, who's doing Bermondsey Burkham things again. Um, <laughs> but at 1 0, the, the goal in the first couple of minutes, we kind of let her walk right through us and yeah. sort of looked, looked at me, son, and thought, well, how long do we. What's, the, what's our, um, our fallback position? Do we get the 3 0 and get this a miss? Or it, it really looked like we were in for a hide. Yeah. Um, but we came back really well, which was, which was fantastic to see, particularly in the circumstances that the players find themselves in at the minute. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the ob state the obvious listeners, we're obviously in, in that kind of between managers period. Who knows where Adam Barrett will sit in the um, in the thinking of the club. Today was his big chance to impress. I don't think he did that badly. I think he was, I mean, you're picking up all different stories as to the circumstances, John, as to how Rowett left. I mean, the, the, the club statement seemed to imply that this was um, by mutual agreement. But it does seem to have come rather suddenly. And, and I think Adam, speaking before the game, said it came as a shock. So to all practical purposes, he's had um, Thursday and Friday to pick up the pieces and, and to take a team to, to Preston. So I, I think he did quite well, really. Even though, as some have said online, he's, he's a Gary Rowett um, show, you know. Yeah. But I don't know what else we, he could have done in that short space of time, he's, to be truthful. He's got to throw them all, hasn't it? It's good. As much as, you know, they're familiar with Barrett, they're familiar with other Paul Robinson, um, they yeah. it's got to throw them. And it, it must have been Rowett's choice, this. There's no two ways about that, because if we had any sight of it, it would surely have been done at the start of the international break, not the end of it. Um, give ourselves a couple of weeks to find have. a new gaffer. Um, yeah. So I think it must have been Rowett's choice in the main, or at least he was the instigator of it. I get the impression we probably didn't resist too much. Um, 
No. But uh, yeah, what you know, what could Barrett realistically be expected to do? He wasn't going to put, he wasn't going to change it in in two days. It was going to be pretty much a tried and tested game plan, which they've probably been working working on for the week leading up to Rowett's departure. So um, wasn't expecting to yeah. see too much different. Um, I don't know about other people, but I was quite surprised to see Demarcu start rather than Essie. Uh, you know, with that. Um, that option, I thought we'd have would have gone down the SE route, mm. but I've got to say, after after watching him today, very impressed. Really liked the market. Um, I really liked him. Yeah. I thought he showed some really strong strong touches. I mean, just going back to Adam Barrett for a moment, I I, I agree. Um, very short order to to take up the car, you know, the the casuals of being manager, and I I think that desire to um, stick with a, a tried and tested. Game plan to some extent answers the question that you see online as to why George Savile still sat on the bench um, rather than maybe Alan Campbell, who I, I, I you know, I, I don't think is that bad, but I, I don't know what he's got that George Savile doesn't bring. Um, and I must admit, when when Preston ran through the centre of our defence like you know, like it wasn't there, I thought, well, you know, that probably wasn't um, wasn't such a great choice because at least Savile does bring some on field leadership, and then maybe that would have happened, maybe it wouldn't. But I do I find the Savile you know, situation an odd one, Nick? He, he looks to all the world a better prospect than Adam Campbell in in the middle. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's got goals amongst him as well as he's you know he's shown that this year as well. Um, I, yeah. I I do wonder if there's anything in the contract that says he has to start while he's while he's with us um i mean if that's true i mean you're i, I thought the same and if that's true john i'd say it's shocking because you're 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 not making your best choice then are you you're you're, you're bringing a player in that isn't well, i wouldn't choose him over george Savage. you think it's unlikely um i'd, I'd be surprised yeah. if it was the case but i found what i found really odd was when um on about 80 minutes we bought on billy mitchell rather than sav yeah, um, yeah. For yeah. me, Sav gives you the option to sit back and defend. He can do that, but also, you know, go for that late winner, um, as he showed at uh, Plymouth the other week. So, yeah. slightly surprised to see him down the pecking order to that extent. You don't know what gets said, and you don't know what issues, if there are any issues that are behind um, closed doors, the dressing room doors. So, who knows? Um, I found those two choices odd. Um, and I must admit, when when that uh, opening goal went in, which was way, way, way too easily scored, John, I, mean, I must have thought, Mister, I thought we were in for a hiding today. We we're going to get pasted. Um, and they had a couple of moments um, after that where um, shots were going in on us. But after that, we largely took control. That's to, that's to the, the team's credit, and it's to Adam Barrett's credit because that was a difficult situation. They played their way out of it, and very much for me as well. To Marcus' credit. Um, he's, yeah. he's uh, okay. So he hasn't scored, and he missed a bit of a sitter the other week against. Well, not a sitter. That's a little bit harsh, but he panicked a little bit. He snatched at one the other week against Hull, and he was yeah. reasonably well through. So he's a young kid. He's got to add that to his game, um, and the, the goal scoring may come come a little bit later. But what he did offer us was he was he was rapid. He was on the shoulder of the yeah. last defender. Um, he hit the loosely hit the bar. He sort of hit the defender. There was a couple of deflections, and it ended up on the bar. Yeah. Um, but there were a couple of attacks where one he sort of got away from him and, and created an opportunity, and two he was dragged down um, in the process of running away from him. And that's invaluable. It just that itself, you know, if you can get past the last man, you get dragged down. Well, you're potentially taking someone out of the game. Um, yeah, so yeah. He, he really impressed me. I really like watching him today, and his attitude was, was spot on. He, the way he was interacting with the, the crowd at the end, and um, yeah. it, it fell short a little bit because of the injury. He picked up an injury, and I'm hoping it isn't too bad because I really like what I saw. Um, he did more for me in the, the sort of hour that I saw him today than, than Nisbet's done in in the games that I've seen from Nisbet this <laughs> season. So. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was quite a contrast. Uh, he's a, he's a skillful player as well as the obvious power and, and pace and all the rest of it. But I, I agree. He's, he, I, I suppose I'd sum it up. He's a, he's a hungry player. I mean, he had a couple of opportunities where he shot and maybe the ball was inside. I mean, Brad, there was one break where Bradshaw was with him and he was screaming for the ball when the youngster's taking the shot. And I, I think that will come with a bit of experience at a couple of starts. He'll start to get that nous that you need yeah. at, at this level. But 
Um, he is he's desperate to get that goal, and I, I, I can't blame him for that, John. Um, he's a young man, and he, he wants to he wants to establish his name. So, and um, it's, it's good for all of us if we can get that first one. And who knows where he goes from there? He might go on a bit of a bit of a run and become the first choice because he certainly changed the, the sort of dimension of that attack today. Whereas normally we pump it forward to Bradshaw and hope he can hold it up. He was there was another option today, and it was um, a bit of pacing behind, which was. Really exciting to yeah. see at times. Oh, it was refreshing. I think the hunger is, is refreshing. Um, I, I make you right about SA. I mean, whether you play one or the other or whether they both can f- be found a spot in the starting eleven, I, I don't know. I was saying to, um, I was speaking to the uh, Southwark News journalist yesterday asking for some reaction in the aftermath of um, Gary Rowett going this week. And um, I can't remember how I put it now, but it was, I, I, I can't imagine other clubs, many, many other clubs in our in our division, having two talents like Ramon Esse, who's one of the best I've seen in a long time. I don't know if you'd, you'd go with that, but he's certainly one of the best talents that I've seen in a Mill shirt for many, many years, going back to maybe the, um, you know, the kind of Cahill era or some players at that level. Um, other clubs will be playing them. And that, why, why are they sitting on the bench and not finding time in, you know, on, on pitch time is one of the more um, damning, um, indictments of Gary Rowe in a way because he, he seemed to be very reluctant to play Imaku and, and remain SA. I think we're um, we're slightly over resourced in midfield, possibly um, yeah. under resourced elsewhere. So it, I, we've seen teams in the past where we've been crying out for someone to come in, and SE would probably come in. I think this time around we've got a number of options in in midfield, and so it's harder for him to to break into the side. Um, as you say, maybe that's. It, it felt this season like we were the recruitment was a little bit lopsided. I think skewed with yeah, yeah we yeah. could have done yeah, with right. a centre back or two for my mind, but um, you know the players he's brought in have, have by and large done well, so I can't knock him for that. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it does mean that opportunities perhaps for SA are a little bit limited to coming on at that sort of 80th minute time and trying to change a game rather than a desperation start, which is where young players often come to the fore, isn't it? Where you've got no other option. You have Absolutely. To I thought we played some beautiful passing movements, actually. Not often I've been able to say yeah. that. For me. Um, some of the ball, you know, the, the kind of um, ground play in that first half, leading up to the goal, which we'll come on to. But I thought we actually, you know, some of the, even the goal itself was a, was a beautiful pass. I think it was Denor put it through to. Um, he's a player as well. Fletting, but he's a, he's a player. He's threaded the eye yeah. of the needle, John. I mean, how we 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 worked that, I don't know, but it was beautifully done. I really like Denor out. I'm struggling to think of the equivalent player we've had over the years, but he seems to be able to defend really well. When you talk about the passing, yeah. um, I don't see him give it away. And that must no. therefore breed the confidence around the other players that you can knock it about a bit because you know he, he's not going to he's not going to give it away cheaply. It wasn't one of his no. better games today. Um, no, he, no, he had a quiet game. Yeah, right? it, and that was a beautiful, beautiful Freddie. Yeah, Marston. absolutely. Um, he's another one. If he can get a goal, I think he'll be well off and running as well. He, he can add that to his game as well. Then um, we've got a real talent there, a real find. Um, so I think he he did fantastically well, and as you say, um, that Freddie ball through uh, ball Fleming was was fantastic, and, and that, let's not hide from the fact that Fleming had to do an awful lot to to convert that as well. You know, there's a, a turn Absolutely. of the defender and a fantastic shot. The thing of beauty, the the, the goal. Um, it was Fleming back to what we've we hoped for last season. You know, I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but there did seem to be a, a lightness of play. Today that wasn't there with the the I don't know if it's the dead hand of Gary Rowett on the on the sideline, but um, it was good to see Fleming being prepared to play to his to his strengths there, and that was a beautiful goal. So um, it was quite interesting listening to the Sky TV. You you wouldn't heard heard it being there, but um, they said towards the end of the first half that Millwall were dominating Preston, whereas obviously in the opening minutes they were the other way round, and yeah. it was uh, Don Goodman who was always very happy when Millwall were on the back foot, but. They grudgingly had to acknowledge that we were we were we were dominating Ryan Lowe's side. They were talking about Ryan Lowe, John, as though he's some kind of um, f- football philosopher, like a Socrates of soccer, almost like he was some kind of uh, you know higher higher. His, his mind was higher than those around him, and a lot of time was spent on him. The fact he was taking notes, this was seen as something deep. Like, yeah, that's might take notes. So, so would Ryan Lowe, you know, quite remarkable. Um, um, Don Goodman's—I'd um, <laughs> imagine he's uh, 
he has to put his Lions card away after every he's number one. He's <laughs> got membership number one at the uh, at the den. He's um, on a remember of Harry's. Ooh, <laughs> he's he's not keen on us, Don Goodman. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I, I think they probably got that right. I think towards the um, certainly the latter part of that first half, we were all over them. Um, Created a couple of chances on another day, as we say, a mark who scores because there was a couple of deflections in that one. Um, yeah. But uh, second half, um, it just it just fell a little bit flat. Um, we had an early chance. I think it was Campbell. Um, Campbell, he had a go. It was, it was lack power. Yeah. The goalkeeper, yeah. Um, pretty much after the kickoff. After that, though, we were a bit on the on the back foot for. But you're right. Um, the caveat. With what I'm saying, because we were on the back foot, there was a lot of possession for uh, to, for Preston. Um, they showed a statistic in the 67th minute saying that the last 10 minutes, so 57 to 67, the possession had been 86% for Preston and 14% therefore for Millwall. So um, they, as they they were they were kind of getting a bit excited that the momentum of the game had switched to Preston, but there weren't many clear cut chances really. And, and I, you're right, I don't recall Bart having to do an awful lot. Um, Probably until very late. There was a great block by Murray Wallace at the death. They were they were going down the wing and um, ball came in. It was in a dangerous position because they brought Ched Evans on and uh, he was starting to make his impact go a little bit. But largely speaking, nothing clear cut really for Preston in that second half. I remember Bart parrying one. Um, a guy went clean through the middle and he he parried one that was shot straight yeah. at, uh, straight at him. But I can't remember exactly when that was. But um, you say about that they had ten minutes of. 90% possession or, or whatever the strong possession was. Yeah. I don't remember feeling nervous. I, you know, we seem to have everything covered. If they want to have a possession in front of us, then kind of let them have it and we'll try and hit them on the break sort of thing. Um, there is this this fashion at the minute for playing out from the back and the keeper passing to the yeah. hole were very, um, were very much doing They're that last on. week. Um, yeah. yeah. Or the week before. Um, and Preston were doing a little bit of that. And if you impress them as Bradshaw's really good as doing, um, there was a couple of cut chances created from that. So if they want to have possession yeah. in that area, then help yourself. It's, it's not going to do us any damage from there. No, that was last year. There was uh, <laughs> I've just written um, towards the end of the game that the great import was given to whether Ryan Lowe was standing up or sitting down. If he was sitting down, he was happy with the... The way that the uh, the team were playing, and there was one point where he was he was standing up, so he was, he was unhappy. Uh, this is like, like, like when they vote for a pope, you get black smoke or white smoke. Great import is, is given to whether he's standing or sitting down. Um, anyway, there it was. Um, late late chance for uh, uh, Preston Murray Wallace. It's actually great defending. He took it away yes, from it, uh, the player actually near post. You mentioned Murray Wallace. He's had a bit of a bit of stick this year. Um, he hasn't been at his yeah. best, but actually today, I thought he played very well, Murray Wallace. I think he was solid throughout. So, um, noted dispatches for Murray Wallace, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. The only, I suppose, if I was being, it's, it's a difficult one for, for Adam Barrett. He's, he's been, you know, he's filling, filling the, uh, the punch at the moment. Um, some of our set pieces aren't, need, they need work. I mean, we, we obviously aim for Jake Cooper. The world and his wife knows that he's our weapon, but we don't seem to have anything other than aim it at Jake Cooper. I think that's an area that whoever comes in will be looking to work on because we, we're ineffective a lot of the time from dead balls at the moment. What, what throws me about that is every corner, every set piece, he's got two or three on him and they're holding him down and ripping his shirt off and all the rest of it. We see it week in, week out. We never get a penalty. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll miss some sort of change in the rules that they're going to be lenient about this. But... The Jake Cooper, Duke yeah. Cooper Claws or something. Yeah, I don't Cooper know. Claws, yeah. <laughs> um, you can't buy a penalty. And no, I can't help no. but think that under a kind of... You think back to maybe a wise era where the dark arts were very much part of our side. Um, mm. Surely there's a way to milk that to some extent so that the referee uh, has no choice but uh, to give something there. Well, they, they want, there was a, a, um, a screenshot someone put on earlier on, on X. We mustn't call it Twitter, it's X. Um, but they had about four or five players, white shirts, surrounding Jake Cooper. Well, um, that must logically mean there's space elsewhere Smiles, for others to yeah. come in. You know, we don't seem, at the moment, and I'm expecting it to change, whether it's Adam Barrett that gets the job or, or some of the others. We'll, we'll come on to those in a moment, John. But, um, you know, we, we have to improve on that because... Some of the crosses being put in were, were pretty good. I, I, I wanted to mention Joe Bryan, actually, because 
he shows some really strong, some uh, a Cruyff turn at one point. It was most unexpected in his position, but he was, he, he's a good, classy player. And we've mentioned him, Mark, and we've mentioned um, obviously Zian and Murray Wallace, but I, he was the other man I, I noted down as having some good moments today. I, I, I quite like Joe Bryan. Um, I think he, he's, he's really improved the quality of our crossing. Um, so yeah, just wanted to give him a mention. Who would you go with your man of the match overall? Who would you choose? I think um, I think I'm going to go for Amaku, um, just because he, okay. he got me off my seat from time to time, and he he was exciting, yeah, exciting to watch. And I'm not saying he's a finished product. You know, you can look at it cynically and say, well, he's had a couple of good chances and a couple of games, and he hasn't converted. But um, he, he he looked good to me today. He gave us another dimension that was something a little bit different than if it was Nisbet and. Um, yeah, I found it quite hard to pick one person actually. Imarku was one of my candidates. Zian, obviously, with a goal which was beautifully taken, um, and, and Murray Wallace for his solidity. But I mean, really, it's it's quite hard to pick. But I think I'll go with Imarku actually on balance, just because um, just because I want to. Listeners, I think it was, it was nice to see a youngster coming into the side and looking so eager and and hungry. And that's 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 something that um, we can all go with. Um, the managerial situation, I'll let you go. I just wanted to get your take on it. I mean, I was looking at the betting um, yesterday, talking to Neil. Kevin Musket seems to be favourite. I haven't checked today's website, listeners, so I'm going with yesterday's. Kevin Musket at 6-4, to four, and then Michael Beale and, and John Eustace at 4-1 to one, seem to be the, the three uh, strongest candidates. Um, Musket, the player... I was saying this the other day. Obviously, there's the, there's the obvious physicality of Musket, the player, and his disciplinary record, blah, blah, blah. But he was actually a very, very good player, John. And from what I've read, his, his sides are possession sides, which is an interesting angle that I wouldn't have expected to be able to say. So I find him quite an interesting character the more I, more I think about him. How do you, how do you see it? Um, I'm glad it's not me making the decision. Because um, mm, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. fancy doing that. Short of getting Alf Ramsey, and I don't know where to start. Um, it's <laughs> there's there's no one particularly inspiring on that that list, is there? No, um, no. And I did think on the way that you know if we low if we had lost today, and the teams around us have won, and we're sort of closer to that bottom three, then you've got that panic decision. And if you're panicking, yeah. then maybe you're looking at a Warnock, uh, yeah, dated appointment. Um, yeah. The closer we can, you know, the better Adam Barrett holds the fault, and I think Barrett is just holding the fault. In all honesty, if we're serious of it, then um, the longer he can do that, the more time and perhaps gamble they might take onto the next guy. Because what we know for sure is Kevin Muscat isn't going to come in knowing the championship inside out and knowing how to go and get a point at Preston. You know, he's no. he's not analysed no. their side, um, no. and that'll be throughout the season. So he's an interesting one, um, but. There's pros and cons with all of them, Nick, and I'm not. His inexperience is his main downside, um, and it's one thing to. I mean, he was working with Ange Postecoglou, um, apparently in Australia and, and in Japan. So you know that's that's to his. But the mere fact you've worked with someone doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be brilliant yourself. So, but I make you right, John. I mean, most of the other names: Beal, Eustace, Adam Barrett. Nathan Jones, Mark, you know, they, don't, they don't really turn me on. I mean, they're, they're, they're so so. So um, I'm glad I'm not making a decision either, mate. Because yeah. I'm, it's, it's, it's a weighty one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and it's it's one that we often get wrong, um, particularly when we yeah. come out of a period of stability. So, you know, after the jacket years, we went through a few managers trying to find the right one. Um, Harris, we got very lucky with because. Um, Rowett yeah. come in at that point and it was able to continue but what Rowett has done to his immense credit is he's made us a average mid-table championship side and yeah. it's hard to then improve on that with some of the names that I'm, I'm seeing now it's a tricky one, you, you've got to bring someone in who can take that on, that would be the, the intention, mm. it's not like we're bringing someone in, we're not QPR we're not Rotherham, we're not Sheffield Wednesday, we're not trying to find a great escape artist we're trying to find someone to move the club along a little bit and I'm not sure I'm seeing that in the names that are in that that list the boogie's list no no um, no, no. I know so I wouldn't you're fancy at. that yeah. making that appointment myself apparently we're uh, we're going to be working on this next week so we've got another game at home on Tuesday night to Blackburn so um, I, we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah 
Um, John, thank you for joining me on your Saturday evening. I really appreciate it. It's good to talk to you again. Very welcome. Um, thank you to you too, dear listeners. We're probably going to switch over now to a couple of the voicemails that have been sent in to me. So a big thank you to everyone for sending the stuff in. And um, we'll be back after that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Morning, Nick. Uh, avid listener, first-time messenger, Rob Abbott here from Dublin. Uh, so, yeah, a good point yesterday. I think we were a good value for it. Uh, first 10 minutes was very poor. The goal we conceded, I thought, was schoolboy defending, just letting the guy drift in from the right, just carrying the ball too far. Then a couple of small passes in the box before a nice finish. Uh, by the Preston guy and then yeah there was a, another moment not long after where they just carved us open straight down the middle we backed off and Bart made a good save but apart from that I don't think Bart had anything else to uh, deal with for the rest of the day uh, we grew into the game uh, Amaku was a, a threat and then obviously the goal came uh, it was actually a good team goal and then a great turn by Dinor, showed intent, played forward, Campbell, nice little touch, and then had a world-class finish. And, wow, the confidence from the goal. We looked at a quality outfit for 25 minutes, albeit we didn't create that chance to, to go 2-1 up at the break. Uh, second half, I thought the first 25 minutes of the second half was even, but we, we were giving it a go. Uh, we were a threat. Uh, but, yeah, as soon as Amaku went off uh, injured, we sort of went into our shell and uh, we played more long ball style. Longman come on and played more central next to Bradshaw and neither of them could unfortunately hold the ball up. Uh, but yeah, overall a good point uh, for the week that's been in it. Uh, I thought the defence bar the start was solid. Good to see Murray Wallace have a good game. Wes Harden, I'm a big fan of. I like him defensively and I like how he can carry the ball forward. Joins in the attack. Cooper was OK. Brian was very good. Uh, Norton Cuffey I thought was very good albeit sometimes runs up uh, blind blind alleys but he put a few good balls in but no one was there uh, and he's only young he's going to be a little bit inconsistent Campbell uh, bit of an enigma isn't he I think 95% 90% of the crowd wants Savile in there uh, and and so do I Denore I think is a quality addition Fleming, Fleming was okay nice goal Part two, uh, sorry about part one, Nick, cutting out. But yeah, Fleming overall, I thought, had a very good game, was involved in a lot of our play going forward. Uh, hopefully he can come back to the form that we know he's capable of and, and, and be just more consistent because, yeah, since since January this year, really, he's been in and out of games too much for the quality he has. Bradshaw, as per usual, worked his socks off. Didn't have uh, any chances to put away. And look, uh, the subs, uh, Mitchell did what he had to do when he came on and, and, and Longman uh, was played centrally and, and the ball was hit long to him, so didn't really get on the ball. He couldn't hold the ball up. Uh, but I think that's, yeah, the last 20 minutes when Amaku went off, that's when we were settled for a point unless we could just get that counter-attack goal. But yeah, on the ball, I didn't think we showed much intent. Uh, just cleared it, etc. But look, overall, uh, give give Adam Barrett some credit and credit to the players. Really good point. No surprise he went with a back five. And I think a good point will be an excellent point if we can turn 
our home form around and get three points against Blackburn on Tuesday night. Uh, in the long run, would I like to see Adam Barrett as our main manager? Uh, no. Uh, I give him credit though, he's been involved in the club for a long time now and he's been part of the reason uh, under Rowett and Harris why we're now uh, an established and comfortable championship club. Uh, does he stay in the backroom staff? Well, that would depend on if the new manager, in my opinion, sees value in Barrett himself and what he can bring to the manager's team and the overall team. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see. Manager for me, I'd love to see Muscat come in. He's done well in Australia, done well in Japan. Uh, other ones, maybe John Eustace. I know Scott Parker's branded around. Great record in this league, but obviously West Ham connections wouldn't like it. But uh, we shall see. Thanks very much for everything. Keep up the good work. Uh, love listening to the show. Big thank you, Rob, in Dublin. Uh, big shout out to our Irish listenership, actually. We get quite a few listeners across the water. Um, which is always, you know, always good. One of the um, things that never ceases to fascinate me doing this podcast. I'm still of an era where I get a bit amazed by what the internet can do, listeners. I'm that old. Um, so it always fascinates me that people listen to us in far-flung places. I'm not saying Ireland is particularly far-flung compared with, um, I don't know, Australia or, or the like, but it's always interesting to get contacts from people around the world. So big thank you to Rob. Incidentally, listeners, if you want to take part in the show, you're very, very welcome to send me voice notes. If you go onto uh, Twitter, X, and send me a direct message, there's a little um, sound symbol in the bottom of a direct message, and you can record on that, and it'll send the uh, message straight over to me. Just uh, press it, and I think you have to keep your finger on it whilst it records. Um, but on, you know, match post-match reaction... Um, day-to-day events whatever you want to tell me really it's it's always good to get to hear from people and i really enjoy these voicemail sections and um, you can probably tell because uh you know I, I, I try to include everyone that sends me a message now i don't know if we get so many that um we have to do a separate show well so be it but i do try to include everybody on the show when they when they contact me so big thank you to rob there I'm just looking at the table in the aftermath of that point. I do agree it was a good point yesterday, Rob. Um, not an easy place to go to, as the cliche has it. Uh, and they were riding high. They're still high. Fourth in the table, Preston North End. Didn't see much evidence of that. They had a lot of football in the second half, um, but not an awful lot of um, chances, as as I said with John earlier on. But we're a quarter of the season in nearly at the moment. We're sitting in 14th position, but we still are only three points behind... Uh, Sunderland in in six. Uh, yes, there's a big pack of clubs between us and them, but um, it's not been a disastrous start to the season. Although, uh, admittedly, under Gary Rowett, the get the Rowett question, which was settled this week with his departure, um, the football has, of course, been pretty dire. I couldn't say that yesterday. It wasn't dire football yesterday, and I enjoyed watching it on TV. I'm hoping that you know Tuesday night's game at home to, home to Blackburn will be also entertaining, because that's what we've all been called for, calling for. Let's have a listen now to Matt Richards, show regular. Uh, Nick, Matt Richards, um, just dialing in my thoughts about today's game. Um, yeah, I think, well, I think most people would have taken a point at the start of the game. Um, and it was interesting to see, obviously, first game after Rout's gone. First five, ten minutes were just awful, weren't they? Um, softest goal. Yeah, he just basically almost walked it, side-footed the ball into the back of the net, and we're thinking, you know, what's going to happen now? And you're kind of looking at the players' heads, and they seem to be just looking around at each other, and really, really, really worried me. But um, I think after that, we dominated the first half really, and you know, I think I've seen what people are saying online, but you know, Adamo Marku, that was really was his coming of age game. Um, you know, the pace and power he had, you know, like he was unlucky. Okay, maybe the second time he ran through and he had a shot, maybe he should have stayed through. But that shows we've got a player. We've absolutely got a player. Um, hopefully he wasn't too badly injured at the end uh, when he came off after an hour. Um, but this is his chance now, you know, Nisbet injured, what more injured. You know, hopefully he'll play on Tuesday. I think he's the, he's the standout from today's game. Um, as I say, I thought some some decent stuff in the first half, 
Um, some nice passing movements with Denore, Egan Campbell, um, and Fleming. I thought Fleming actually had a good game. I mean, what a goal. Superb goal. Um, some good performances. I thought Wes Harding as well did well coming up from the back. You know, he's overlapping down the right-hand side. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, lots of positives. I mean, second half was a bit of an entity really but you know they were they were they weren't very good at all but we stopped them playing you know they're some dangerous players but we stopped them playing so yeah I mean it's you know Barrett is unlikely to get the job so you can't really read too much into tactics or formations etc but I thought that you know second half of the first half is like gave me lots of uh, lots of things to be feel a little bit more positive about and we'll take a point and we'll go again on Tuesday um, a bit weird for me today so I was in the actual Preston end because I was there with my uh, father-in-law um, I couldn't get a ticket for the um, home end so that was a bit weird But um, and bloody hell it was just like a library honestly nobody even bloody spoke let alone shouted or swore unbelievable um, yeah I don't think I'd be going to football much if I, was, if I was a Preston fan but yeah we I managed to sit on my hands when we scored the goal and I was happy to walk away there with a smug look on my face with a point. So, yeah, onwards to Tuesday. Come on your lines. Thank you, Matt. A big, big well done to everyone that made it up for a pretty unfriendly kickoff time on a day where Storm Babetto or whatever it was had done its worst. And, um, you know, travelling wasn't easy. So, big well done to everyone, including the, Matt there, obviously, sitting in the Preston end. That's, that's, oh, wow, that's that's got to be worthy of a... The Millwall, uh, the, the Millwall Award, the Millwall Cross or something like that for doing that. Yeah, nervy start. Uh, I must admit, when I put the telly on, we were 1-0 down inside uh, a couple of minutes or whatever it was with such a wide open goal. I thought we were in for a tonking uh, yesterday and that's going to be the, the brief briefest um, spelling charge for Adam Barrett ever. I mean, he was manager, wasn't he, between um, the end of uh, Holloway, was it, and, and Neil Harris? Uh, starting, he, he he took no. It was between Harris and and um, Rowett, wasn't it? Not 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 that far back. It was at Rowett Rowett uh, uh, before Rowett came to us. He took the uh, wings, and I remember going to see. We beat Leeds under him at the Den, and then we there was a draw in there, and we went to Brentford, and I think we lost after leading there. Was that is that right, listeners? I haven't checked any of that, so I could be um, you know very wayward with my facts there. But I feel like I've followed Adam Barrett's managerial career quite closely through, um, you know, not through not through any um, pleasure, but uh, just it's thrust upon us. Um, I don't know. He seems to be quite popular with the players. There were some nice words from Jake Cooper after the game yesterday talking about Adam Barrett. Um, he's clearly, um, you know, he must have absorbed, for better or for worse, a lot of stuff watching Gary Rowett and his management style. Um, he's made the point a couple of times speaking to the club on their on their, their Twitter feed that he's his own man, he's got his own ideas. I wouldn't bet against him being a close contender. Now, whether I suppose it a lot will depend on who else is available at what cost. But uh, this is Millwall listeners, and it wouldn't surprise me if Adam Barrett does get the job. But um, yesterday was a good start, a good opening sentence for his CV. I think, not to get beat. Probably explain some of his substitution decisions and that desire not to lose yesterday. Um, and yeah, uh, Denor and Fleming, two two quality players there, Matt. I do do agree, Denor particularly, but we've mentioned him previously, so I won't, um, I won't overdo the Denor. Let's have a listen now to uh, to Lawrence Binney. Let's have a listen to Lawrence Binney. Hi, Nick. It's Lawrence here. Uh, long-time listener, third-time caller. Um couple of hours after our performance against Preston, watched it on Sky, couldn't get up there. Um, I think given the storm um, and the weather the weather warnings, I'm, I'm quite pleased that I didn't make the trip. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to make of that performance. Um, felt it was an absolute shambles for the first 15-20 minutes. Didn't seem to have any sort of grip on the game. Um, players look like they've just been told the news that Rowett had gone, um, and some of our frailties sort of coming home, uh, coming home to bear a little bit at the back. Um, we certainly miss Hutchinson, but even when Hutchinson's there, he is also prone. He's getting on a bit. Uh, Cooper is brilliant one match, terrible the next. I really like the look of uh, 
I really like the look of um, uh, oh, what's his face, the Birmingham lad, um, who was playing playing sort of more as like a wing back today than than as a, a centre half. He looked very composed in the ball, very progressive. Yeah, I think there were sort of shoots there. There were signs of progression. Um, I think Barrett probably does want us to play more uh, more football on the deck. There was less sort of panic, um, less sort of minus hoofing. But I think we could also sort of see the imprint or the DNA of Gary Rowett um, in Barrett's management style, especially towards the end of that game when uh, Preston made five subs, which sort of swung the game in their favour and we didn't really have anything to, uh, to counter with. I don't know why he didn't bring on Romain Essay. Um, we don't have many options on the bench, but we have a couple there that could have turned things more in our favour, especially after Imaki went off. He was a handful today, very, very raw, a couple of bad decisions. Um, in sort of key phases of, of attack, but you know he's very much sort of reminds me of Paul Eiffel, um, frustrating, but you know a match winner potentially. Um, so yeah, hard to know what to make of that game. I don't, it's not really reflective of, any, of anything. You know we've got a caretaker in charge. Hopefully we'll know within uh, the next week or so who's going to be taking us forward. I mean I'm I'm quite optimistic about some of the options that we've had proposed, even Warnock who I think would be a great appointment probably a manager that we've we, we should have had a long time ago um, a manager that I think the crowd would warm to um, definitely would sort of get the, the den rocking again so yeah we'll see um, but yeah, I would have taken the point before the game, it was a well earned point definitely didn't deserve more than one point I think either side did um, and we'll we'll see what happens. All right, cheers, Nick. Bye. Thank you, Lawrence. Um, yeah, the the Savile question and the Romaine question, the Romaine essay question. These would be two things that I would want to bring up in my job interview when Adam Barrett were to sit opposite my little panel. I'm, I'm talking about it like I've got some say in it. But if I were in, um, you know, James Berylson's shoes, I'd want to know what the problem is with Jules Savile. And I'd also want to know what the gig is with Romain Essay because if the boy is scoring, you know, internationally for for England, then um, I would have expected to have seen him yesterday, perhaps. And if not, why not? What's what's the what's the angle? Um, so yeah, that that, that would, if if you're listening, Adam, I'd have answers lined up for those two points because I would expect to be asking those if I was on the panel. Um, as far as uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey was, I think the boy that you were you were searching for there, Lawrence on on the wing. Yeah, I I like him. Um, he does have an erratic quality to him that uh, you know I think I said in a previous show. I can understand why Arsenal have him out on loan. Um, that's not to knock him because I think he may be at the limit. He certainly brings enthusiasm and willingness to run and an inventiveness at times that is refreshing, but he is erratic in some of his decision-making, and I can see why they've got him out on loan. I'm not sure he's at Arsenal's level, um, but uh, at the moment, that's that's our benefit. So, um, yeah, Brooke Norton Cuffey, I think, was the, the, the name you were searching for there, mate. Um, Jim, let's have a listen to Jim Hackett now. Hi, Nick. Jim Hackett here. After watching that today, um, I think i have probably fallen with everybody else and uh, quite satisfied that, before we'd have gone up there, we'd have took the point, and even after the game, I think the, the draw was a fair result. Um, terrible start, looked like we weren't at the races, but again, I think that's something we've got used to in the previous times, and all of a sudden, we seemed to play much better football, played little triangles, kept the ball well, little short passing, and ultimately ended up with a fantastic strike off Zian that went in. But before that, I think Amaku had... Uh, got through and uh, had a shot that got tipped onto the bar. He had another shot where he could possibly could have passed to Bradshaw. But no, I thought we uh, looked nice and bright in the first half. Second half, I think both sides sort of run out of steam. Um, our substitutions probably didn't happen, but their substitutions kept them on the, on the front foot and they came at us. But again, I don't think Bart had too much to do. So overall, yeah, very happy with that. I think our players today... They look like they play with a little bit more freedom. I don't know if it was just me looking at it a bit differently, but they seem to, after, after they got over the first hurdle, in the first 10, 15 minutes, we seem to get the ball down. I thought Murray had an excellent game and uh, looked good on the ball, but also looked good defending. And and whatever was done or said to him, he seemed to have uh, 
picked himself up and then you've got Casper in the centre of the park. I think he's been a fantastic signing and you know, I know we've lost Laddin, but um I think Casper is heading that way, you know, where he's gonna become so important to us as we go through. I'm very happy with him, very happy for ZM with his goal. And uh, overall, I think um, there wasn't anybody who could come off there. I know one or two people had a pop about Alan Campbell, but even Alan Campbell, I thought he contributed for the goal. He likes to get forward, possibly suffering a bit because he was uh, Raoult's choice in place of Savile. But, you know, he, he got in again today and, and he doesn't do that much wrong. I think he runs out of steam because he's always looking to push forward. But overall, very happy with the um, the, the way we've performed. I think after a difficult week for everybody, we now go on to Tuesday at Blackburn and, and see where we end up there. It's uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, as much as we want the results, I think most people would rather have uh, another manager than, than Adam Barrett staying in charge and, and the staff that are there. But, you know, we can only take it one game at a time. I thought Amaku looked uh, good and you can see him getting better and better with the experience. I think he, the one thing he can do, he can get away from players. He likes to run at teams and he can get away. So that, that's a positive until he gets kicked out of him. Um, Tom Bradshaw again worked his knackers off. And overall, the, the two wing-backs again did well. But the, the the central three at the back also did well today. They they limited them to a bit. I think there was one point where um, Preston drove forward and all the, the, the back players, all the, the three defenders, all backed off and allowed the lad to have a shot, but I think that was the only time they looked sort of suspect about most things. But overall, yeah, very happy with that. Norton Cuffey, Brian did well. Bart didn't have a lot to do. His kicking still woeful. But overall, I'll keep going back to it. I'm quite satisfied with that. Hopefully, no injuries. And then we can go on to Tuesday and then see what happens at the Den, because I think that'll be a... Uh, an interesting one because, again, the one thing that we haven't had is that sort of passion that's come from the players at the then. So let's hope we can get that going on Tuesday and uh, they give us another good performance. OK, have a good weekend. Uh, come on, you Lions. Cheers, Jim. Thank you for that one, mate. Yeah, just a big shout-out also to talk about Alan Campbell, who, who Jim mentioned there in, in his piece. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Paul, Chewy Louis 0707 on, on Twitter. Um, Paul says, true story. I was shouting, do something, Campbell, you useless cunt, only to be tapped on the shoulder. This is yesterday. And asked if I could not say that as a, that uh, the, uh, the bloke's grandson who tapped on his shoulder. And there they were behind Paul, the whole Campbell clan. I shit you not. I still told him he's shit, he says, with a laughing emoji. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the embarrassments of life, isn't it? Uh, when you're sitting in front of family members whilst giving full um vent to your um uh, views and, and feelings so um big shout out to paul for that i'd um take your take your point there mate um i thought of another interview question listeners uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm you know either giving these to james berylson or answers for adam barrett but i would have loved to have asked adam barrett at the interview the job interview had kevin nisbet been fit yesterday would he have started him over idamo imaku who, as we've said, you know, a lot of the guests on this week's show, uh, Idamo brought a lot of energy, a lot of um, hunger, and as I think John, the way John put it, he, he got you out of your seat. Would would he have played had Kevin Nisbet had been fully fit yesterday? And I'd make um, Adam Barrett put his hand on, um, if not the Bible, then a pile of mill programs to answer answer that question truthfully um what do you think he would have said listeners i think he'd have started in this bit to be honest anyway on to um matty webb seven the matt now hi nick hopefully this voice note will be a lot better than the one that i provided you on thursday it's matt webb here um yeah listen i would have taken the draw before the game uh, especially with the uh cha- chaotic scenes that we've had at the club in the last 72 hours Preston's always a, a bit of a tough place to go and but to be fair we do really well up there i won't i mean we, we haven't lost up there for a long while um however obviously after three minutes i thought christ not only the heavens opening in the skies i thought the heavens were going to open on the pitch it was i really feared for the worst but fair play to um me they dug back in and you know great goal by zianfam and that's what we like to see from him a lot more of that you know be more consistent you know take 
take the shackles off him and let him play, you know, and uh, hopefully we'll see more of that. Um, their goal, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of that's Campbell. The player literally dispossessed the ball on the halfway line, ran towards the penalty area. Campbell took a couple of steps forward to go and close him down, then decided to stop, and the, the, the chap just was just continued going. So he could have been the first portal call to stop that run. But then again, the defence should have done something more to prevent that guy from shooting. Um, it wasn't a hard shot. It was a place shot. And it seemed to be in sort of slow motion that that happened. But oh, it is what it is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm neither pissed off or, or happy with the game. It is what it is. It was, a, it was a 1-1 draw and we move on. But the thing is, is now I want... Barrett now to really put his stance in this in this team or in this squad. Today, I, I understand it was very rowdy, um, and I mean by the subs and obviously the instructions, it was it was very rowdy. And if he wants to put his hat in the ring and really wants this job, because I got a funny feeling he's going to be in charge temporarily right through to the next international break, which is um, beginning well middle of November, I believe, after Southampton. So he's got a run of games now to prove himself, to see whether he he fancies it, you know. And and you know what? Put your put your stance on this team, mate. Put, you know, pick the players that you want to pick. You feel they could do the job, all right? Not what Gary Rowett wanted to do, all right? Not what the fans you do it. Let's see what you can do. You know, put your put your hat in the ring to be the manager if you want it. You've been here long enough now, so fuck it. Why not? I'm I'm I am in the I am the strong camp of having very good coaches move up into that step of being a manager. Um, and, you know, I look at the model of uh, Leicester City and Ipswich Town, who are, funny enough, the top two in the league, using coaches from uh, higher clubs to manage their football teams. And even think, play people like the, um, the Rob Edwards fella at uh, Luton, he, he started off as a coach. So Gary O'Neill, another one, fine example, coach stepping up. So... You know, we should be. I I feel we should follow this model. So why not, Adam Barrett? Give yourself a share in chance. Uh, give give the board, you know, food for thought, and see what you can what you can bring. And you never know. You you really you really don't know until you try it. But I really hope moving forward, like Tuesday night against Blackburn, and uh, Watford away. Hopefully, just hopefully, we will be able to see whether he will be able to put his stance on this team and play the players that he feels warrant the starting eleven. So, yeah, listen, a draw's a draw. Uh, well done to the 696 that went up there, you know, early early doors. Um, so I hope they get home safe through this real crap weather that we're having and roll on Tuesday. So come on, you lines. Thank you, Matt. Much better, mate, sound-wise. Really, really good stuff. Um, really interesting thoughts on Adam Barrett, actually. It's got me thinking a little bit. I'm just wondering whether we started to see a glimmer yesterday of Adam Barrett's football, because it wasn't totally rowdy ball yesterday. It was a rowdy team. I do take that point, Matt. Um, but for me, and I don't know how you listeners see it, or those that are at the game, or you watched it on TV or wherever, I thought we passed the ball more cleanly more precisely maybe you know some said on online we may be overdoing this a little bit but Zian looked like a uh, a lighter player like a weight's been lifted off his shoulder clearly the George Savile question remains open um, I take the point about Campbell I'm not here particularly to slate Alan Campbell because I think he must have something uh, must bring something to the table but the the opening goal um, whether it's on his account or not I, I don't know but um, the, the the Adam Barrett style if we started to see a little bit of it yesterday with the the the, the goal being probably what i'm hoping is the adam barrett style so it was a beautiful thing to watch um maybe if he can develop that he does need his own unique selling point matt I, I do agree with you there and we're really really going out of our way to help adam barrett get the job here listeners aren't we we're supplying him with questions to, for him to pre you know prep on and also areas to think about i'm sure he's he's doing the same thing but a style um, that isn't lump it into the channels and get Tom Bradshaw to chase, which we didn't see an awful lot of yesterday. 
thankfully, because I don't think it's the most um, useful um, employment of our resources. But I, I thought particularly in the first half, um, some of our passing moves were, were refreshing. Um, so yeah, let's 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 keep our fingers crossed. Now whether whether that means Adam Barrett's going to get the job, it wouldn't surprise me, dear listeners. This is Millwall at the end of the day, and he's in he's in you know nine tenths of the law is is, is possession, isn't it? And he's in place at the moment. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to close today's voicemail section with our regular call, Ben Anthony. Let's have a listen to Ben. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here, uh, calling in on Saturday evening. Um, been a been a bit busy today, so not had any time to call in um, after the early kickoff um, today. Uh, but yeah, one all draw away at Preston. I think was a decent result um, for our first game post Rower era. I think uh, most of us would have taken a point before kickoff. So yeah, can't complain too much about that. Uh, I think there were a few positives today. Um, Imaku, obviously, I think he played really well. Uh, he 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 has mistakes in him. He shows that uh, that bit of youth, uh, um, sort of inexperience, every now and again. And but on the whole, positive. And he wants to get forward and he wants to make a difference in this team. And uh, yeah, I was quite impressed by him. Hopefully. It was just a bit of cramp that saw him come off um, and, and no injury problem. I thought Fleming, his goal was was outstanding and, and he grew into the game. He, I was worried initially that he was going to be anonymous again, but he actually grew into the game and, and had a real presence. Uh, and it was an effective role. That that number 10 position for him was, was effective today. So I was impressed by him. And I thought uh, the... The the defence looked ropey at the start. I thought we were banging trouble. That they were able to run straight through them, but after the equaliser, they seemed to to build into the game and develop a little bit of confidence. Maybe I don't know what it is that's been stopping them recently, but uh, I thought Harding and I thought Wallace actually played uh, pretty well um, alongside Cooper. So that was that was good. I was pleased with that and. Yeah, I, I, it was a bit disappointing that, first of all, the way we started, it was a concern. They, they could have been 3-0 up comfortably after about 10 minutes, and we were a little bit fortunate to get the equaliser. Uh, however, once we did, the rest of that first half, I thought we were we were in a great place to go on and win it. Um, and it just needed a bit of bravery. That, that half-time... They just needed to be a bit brave and push forward and try and get something from it. Uh, but we didn't. Um, the second half was a little bit of a non-event. Pretty quiet for me, really. And uh, I, I would have liked to see those those trusted players. You know, there's players that I think we can trust going forward or or um, helping go forward a bit more. The essays and the... Uh, even the George Savile kind of influence in there, I think could have been a, a positive change, but the subs were a little bit bland and um, the tactics seemed to suggest that we were just happy to settle for a point, which is a little bit, uh, dare I say, a little bit rowety. Uh, but there you go. We we got the point and, and, you know, a decent result and we go on to Tuesday against Blackburn. Hopefully with a positive performance to look forward to at the den. But uh, we wait and see. Anyway, that's all I've got to say on that one. Thanks. See you later. Big thank you, Ben. Um, Rowerty, yes, that's the second time uh, Matt's used the word and now now Ben's used it. Um, I'd, I'd take the point. It would be nice from the Adam Barrett point of view. We're really, really trying to help him on his job interview here. It's like, um, it's like when, when you know youngsters go along to Barclays Bank and they've paid for them to get a new suit clean and... Uh, get their hair cut and they give them, you know, prep points, things to say in the interview. That's what we're trying to do with Adam Barrett, it seems. It was a most unexpected turn of the show. I certainly didn't start out this little section with the expectation I was going to be giving, um, you know, assistance to Adam Barrett. But will we at some point be saying that was a Barrett-y performance in a positive way? Let's let's wait and see, dear listeners. Anyway, that's, that's this edition. Millwall uh, drawing at Preston yesterday on to... Tuesday night, Blackburn Rovers. I'll be down the den for that one. But we can't close without our second pundit question. This is a hard one. They have a football league section 
that is really tough in my opinion. So I thought, you know, we've done the um, the World Cup one already, the glamour of the World, Brazilian World Cup, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to give you a football league question. I will give you the answer straight after it because I, I had not got a clue on this one. But see if you can get this one. Uh, punditgames.co.uk. Uh, Pundit is the number one quiz game. So here we go. It's a football league question. This is a uh, Carlisle paid a club record fee to Blackburn in 2007 for this player. Just one season later, Carlisle received almost 10 times what they paid for him when Nottingham Forest came a-knocking. He never settled in at the city ground, but refound some form at Preston in 2013, and he also played uh, at Glasgow Rangers in 2016. So just looking at his career, uh, from Carlisle to Forest in 2008 to 2011 at Forest, 48 appearances and 9 goals. Couple of loans, Huddersfield, Scunthorpe, then eventually in 2013 back to Preston, 129 appearances and 49 goals for Preston before spells at Rangers, uh, Ipswich, Wigan uh, in 2018 to 20, and then abroad to Applewell and finally to Fleetwood Town where he finished his career, 2021. He might even be playing there still now, 2021, 18 appearances, four goals. So we're talking about a, um, a primarily a Forest and then a Preston player in the, uh, the, the 2010 to 2016 era. Um, if you haven't got it already, you may never get it. I would probably die wondering who it is. The name of the player is Joe Garner. Joe Garner. Uh, that's punditgames.co.uk. Number one football quiz game. Get it for Christmas. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung. Millwall. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.